Hello and welcome to Little Birdie Sports Show for a Monday first look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for the AFL Round 16 review. Sadly, Top Rope is a scratching for the NRL Round 16 review, so we'll quickly skim over that for you. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, how are you? I haven't seen you much over the weekend. Did you miss me? Always miss you, Nikki. <laughs> yes. Uh, so- someone was bunkered down in the office working uh, working hard. Jeez, there's a lot of sport on this weekend. It was, um, I know last week was unbelievable, but uh, geez, it's a busy uh, middle part of the year for sport. Lucky we've got uh, plenty of screens downstairs to, uh, to cover all the bases. You have so much to cover today. Oh my God, the Aussies have been out in force. You've been up all weekend, plus you've got Wimbledon, which you love. Wow. So yeah, much for you. I'm also picking up Top Rope's uh, paycheck for today because I'm covering his bases <laughs> as well. So it's uh, it's a good start to a Monday morning for sure. Yeah, he's pulled in sick. He's a late scratching, which is um, unheard of really for Top Rope. So he must be quite on well. So we're sending best wishes yes. up there to Orange. Yes. He's leaving me to handle anything, uh, everything, and we'll uh, we'll see how we go with my uh, rugby knowledge, uh, right. league league knowledge, sorry. You've got good league knowledge, don't worry. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll back you up. Um. All right, so let's quickly skim through it. We've got uh, Wimbledon. We're into week two, and um, here we go. Your man Djokovic is there. One forty-five, Djokovic, Nadal six fifty, Kyrgios at ten, who you don't like. Uh, Sinner at twenty-six, Cameron Norrie at thirty-one, uh, Demonor at forty-one, Taylor Fritz forty-one, David Goffin one five-one, and Brandon Nakashima at two fifty-one. Geez, you flew through those names very impressively. Well done. Um, better than uh, our Friday host who struggled through them, maybe. <laughs> but uh, no, very impressive. Yeah, Wimbledon, uh, Jesus, uh, no shortage of uh, uh, entertainment going on, we'll call it in Wimbledon. Certainly hasn't been a quiet one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the men's, um, yeah, they, 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 they've lost They lost uh, obese man Alcatraz, as he calls him, last night. He was third favourite, mm-hmm. so Kyrgios has just uh, tightened up a little. Uh, nothing's really changed at the very top end. Djokovic is, is, is going along. He's into 145, uh, Nadal second pick and yeah Kyrgios is providing plenty of entertainment on the way through both on and off the court and he's in the third pick and the way the draw is now shaping up is the Aussies have got three men's left um and we've got a chance with the way uh the draw is set up that we potentially could have two quarter finalists together Kyrgios and Dominion and uh would guarantee us a semi-finalist uh at Wimbledon so Wow. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome to see uh, the Aussie men, which I don't think has been done for over 20 years. I was just going to say, moment, who, so. who was the last time that we had a men? I think it was back in uh, the rafter. Maybe yeah, Pat Rafter. Yeah, so, okay. um, yeah so for the men's, exciting. Um, Kubler's the other one. So, um, yeah, it's going well for the men's. Perfect. And what about the, the ladies? The ladies. Here we go. Ons Jabor, 260. Simona Halep, 5. Amanda Anasimova at 9. Paula Bedosa at 11, Julie Neymar at 15, Elise Cornet at 17, uh, Eleanor Rybakina at 18, Maria Buzkova at 18, and Harmony Tan rounds out at 21. Yes. Jeez, you read those well. <laughs> we had to give OB <laughs> lessons. Yeah, we lost the uh, we lost the favourite uh, mm. two days ago. So, yeah, Jabir now is a clear pick. Halep's probably the one with experience, I guess, is left or the, or the name player that people would, would realise. So, yeah, it's pretty weak in the females' uh, in the draw this year. So someone's there for the taking to uh, to put a Grand Slam champion on, probably other than Halep, I don't think uh, anyone else has won one in the, in the draw. So it's wide open and, uh, yeah, there's plenty of value now now in the women's draw. Perfect, some value there. So if you like someone, get on at uh, topsport.com.au. And the Tour de France has started? 
Yeah, Tour de France. Yeah, uh, didn't quite get to see too much of that. It was out of the uh, <laughs> out of a lineup over the weekend, but we'll get into that this week when it quietens down. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, crashes early as well. Um, but uh, yeah, look forward to it. It's a long tour over three weeks, so we'll, we will update that as uh, as the weeks go on. Plenty to come in the following weeks, and um, congratulations to the West Coast Fever. They won their first crown in the Netball Grand Final last night. What did they win? Seventy to fifty nine. Yeah, you're a big fan of the netball you're telling me pre-show. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's not one of your better sports, but yeah, awesome effort. Uh, West Coast Fever, first year coach. Um, he uh, and the first time West Coast Fever have won uh, in in the Times competition of 25 years. So uh, in front of a uh, home crowd sellout, I think they've got uh, just north of 13,000. So yeah. I know that those figures don't impress you too much, but for the Perth crowd, they, they need big sporting events over there and they certainly got one. They were loud. Uh, I did watch the match, uh, led by their goal shooter, the Jamaican girl Fowler, was unbelievable. Oh, wow. uh, she shot 58 of 59 shots at 98%. So watching the AFL week after week, geez, I'd love to have uh, someone like herself maybe needs to come to the AFL just to improve the goal kicking there and uh, give them uh, some tutelage, I would say. But, yeah, big effort in front of a big crowd. And, uh, yeah, they put on a, a really good thing, a really good um, contest, and the TV coverage was great. So, Good on the girls and the netball. Well done to the West Coast Fever. And if we move along to the cricket, Australia is dominating over there. So they won the first test versus, uh, against Sri Lanka and they got a W on the board. What did they win by? Ten wickets. Oh, amazing. Go the Aussies. Yeah, bowled them out pretty cheaply on a uh, pretty savage turning wicket there. The spinners took over in the second innings, bowled them out really cheaply. So finally the Australians went a long tour. They lost the uh, the T20 in the one-day series against Sri Lanka. So, yeah, good to see them uh, get a uh, test win on the board. Perfect. And if we move along to the boxing, we've got Jay Opatea won his world cruiserweight uh, going the distance and he broke his jaw. He couldn't even talk afterwards if you were having a look, if you're watching that. Um, but amazing. So he's won world cruiserweight Jay Opatea. Yeah, one of the uh, yeah unbelievable fight to watch. It was yeah. actually highly entertaining. He broke his jaw in the second round. Uh, and uh, just to continue on with that, it's uh, have, uh, don't mind my boxing and uh, do a bit myself and tell you what, to get a broken jaw and then just to uh, be able to wear the amount of shots that he had through the rest of the fight, um, you know, that's that's courage in itself. But to go on and win the fight, yeah, um, yeah there's not uh, there's not too many boxers that would have would have carried on, but then also to win the fight. And, yeah, his interview afterwards was short and sweet because uh, the poor <laughs> guy couldn't speak. So he will be uh, sucking a lot of soup in the weeks to come. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I say credit to all boxers because it is one tough sport, you know, like, hey, you got to be super fit and then you got to take the hits. And then when you see someone like that win after having, like, literally the jaw down here, amazing, the pain that he would have been in, but that's what it takes. Yep. And uh, then if we... You, yep, the UFC, I'll intro you in the UFC because uh, <laughs> I did not have time to watch this on the uh, yesterday, so I know you uh, love your UFC, yeah, so no uh, tell me about Volonotsky there. Yeah, so Volkanovski beat uh, Holloway, and that was the uh, that was the undercard, so the main um, undercard to the fight, and um, that was in Vegas. Now he's going to, so he won the light, uh, he won the featherweight. Now he's going to step up and do lightweight. So if anyone who follows the UFC will know that that's exactly what Conor McGregor did. So um, he dominated featherweight, and then he went to lightweight. So um, Volkanovski is looking to do the same thing, and he'll go to double champ status. Um, and interestingly enough, The Rock tweeted after that he had never seen. A fight like that and basically just said he's the greatest of all time in that division i think wow. that's pretty good in my book very good good yeah. viewing the ufc yeah amazing in nevada of course they get behind it they love a fight sounds like you're not too far away from a trip over there shortly <laughs> i'd say he's representing the little bird in vegas any excuse for you 
Uh, Vegas and I would go very well together, I'm sure. Right. What about sure. the uh, GP, the British Grand Prix we had uh, overnight? <gasps> yes. uh, where Carlos Sands wins his first ever uh, Formula One and uh, Ferrari had a bit of trouble, uh, which uh, didn't help uh, their cause. And your mate Ricardo, he uh, finished 13 of the 14 cars that finished, so he's not having a good year at this stage. No, at this stage I'm, I can't see Ricardo um, having a contract extended next year and I'm not sure another team would pick him up. Um, I don't know what's going on with him this year. But, yeah, Carlos Sainz won. Amazing. So his first ever pole to victory. Uh, Lewis Hamilton ran third, which was amazing for Silverstone because they, they love it when the Brits get there. And um, it was a great GP. Yeah, I mean, Max Verstappen seventh. Um, there was a little crash. So it was, a, it was a really good watch for the F1. Great. It was a great race. F1. All mm -hmm. right. Very good. Okay. And the last wrap-up we've got for the week is the uh, Live Golf. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we normally throw to top rope for this, but uh, <laughs> the Live Golf, Brandon Grace won the uh, won the Live Golf in uh, America overnight, or sorry, over the weekend, and uh, he uh, has picked up, uh, what's he been, two tournaments in the Live, he's picked up 6.6 .6 million, and uh, in the 182 tour events beforehand, he's picked up 12.2, so... Oh, yeah. He's uh, halfway there in two tours over 182. So not sure if Top Rope had any success over the weekend in the golf, but uh, that's the only uh, update I can give you in the live golf over the weekend. Jeez, those 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 figures don't lie, do they? And you can understand why so many players are defecting to live. You know, that's a it's that's a lot of games. It's a lot of tours. 182. How many years is that on tour? Yeah, not sure. It's a lot. Jesus. Okay, thanks, MJ. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with the AFL. Welcome back for the AFL Round 16 review, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Bet with a bookie you can trust, bet with Topsport. Okay, we have a quick look at the Round 16 results. Brisbane beat the Western Bulldogs 108-67. to St Kilda beat Carlton 93-78. Essendon beat Sydney 95-86. Melbourne beat Adelaide 94-65. Geelong beat the Kangaroos 144-32. Collingwood beat the Gold Coast 67-62. Richmond beat West Coast 128-93. GWS beat Hawthorne 72 to 50 and Fremantle took care of Port Adelaide 99 to 91. MG, thoughts on the round? Yeah, not a bad round. There was, um, you know, plenty of action going on mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Brisbane flexed their muscles back at home against the Bulldogs, important win for them. Um, you know, they, they, they just show Brisbane how much of a better side they are at home. I think yep. it's uh, north of 40 points of difference between their home results to away this year. So, um, you know, very disappointing the week before against Melbourne, bounced back against... Uh, um, but Bulldogs were okay. They were just outclassing Brisbane. So um, good win for Brisbane. Now puts Bulldogs right in the danger zone of uh, missing finals, I think, for this year. Um, the next match was, um, yeah, Carlton were probably pretty disappointing. I think they uh, outkicked themselves, really. They should have uh, should have won the game on accuracy. But, uh, yeah, St Kilda got the job done. Huge win for St Kilda. Uh, not sure it's enough. They probably need one more upset, I think, yep. in the run home to have a chance to play finals, but definitely puts them back into the mix. Your Bombers. Uh Geez, you've got to take the small <laughs> you got to take the small wins for you guys. But uh again, um yeah, Sydney were uh, probably disappointing in front of goal a bit, but Essen Essen played well um to get the win. Um yeah, I'm not sure where Essen are at. They're very inconsistent up and down. Um and, and they're kind of a side that when they're on, they show what they're why on. they made finals the year before and stuff. But I think that again comes back to the coaching is why there's the consistency's not there for this side. But uh yeah, really bad loss for Sydney and then put, now puts them in the danger zone for the finals. Uh, of the rest, Melbourne just got the job done, covered the line really late against Adelaide. It was a pretty ordinary match, actually. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it's going to be hard for sides like Melbourne playing the weaker sides just to switch on and get the job done. Um, Geelong, we don't need to talk too much about that. We 
we tipped on the Friday show that they could really put up a huge number. I think I might have tipped top rope on the show, maybe look at the 100 points mm-hmm. over. Or he actually told me it was it a 100-point uh, win coming up. So it might have been a good good win there for top rope. But, yeah, Kangaroos are a disaster zone. We've spoken about them. Um, probably one of the, the matches I was looking forward to the most was um, – Collingwood and um, Gold Coast, unfortunately, the, the standard of the game was atrocious, I'm going to say. Um, very ordinary after what looked a positive start in the first quarter. Um, Collingwood grounded out a good win. Um, it was a good win for the punters that followed the podcast as well because as an outsider, I couldn't believe the money for Gold Coast went from minus one to minus five and a half. And uh, I just saw Collingwood with a the value there, so that was a good job done. And uh, Richmond get the job over West Coast again late. Um, covered the line. I think they actually covered the line after the siren. Um, that that line went from 30 and a half at the early of the week, closed 44. So those who got on early got the chocolates and mm-hmm. those who didn't missed. Um, the last two games, GWS in um, unbelievable weather. Um, they got the job done against Hawthorne. Important win for, I guess, GWS going forward. But yeah, Hawthorne looked like their season's done. And one of the better matches of the round was over in Perth late and Fremantle got the job done. Um, Back and forth match, both played well, um, and Port definitely had a chance to steal it late. Uh, unfortunately, their clutch man, Gray, missed a, missed a shot from about 30, 35 out with two or three minutes to go, and then Marshall, who's hardly missed this year from 15 metres out, missed as well. So they will rue that uh, going forward, and that probably puts Port out of action for finals for this year. Geez, it's hard when they're under pressure, isn't it? Thanks, MG. Okay, now if we have a look at the Week 16 results, we've got six of nine faves, four of nine covers, six of nine overtotals, and seven of nine home teams. And for the season, we're sitting at 70% of faves, 52% of covers, 55% overtotals, and 61% for the home teams. Yeah, pretty even week on those stats. You can see six out of nine, so it's probably pretty even week. Again, any time it goes seven above is probably more the punters than the bookies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the bookies are happy to... Keep getting the six out of nine. So, yeah, not too much to read out of the overall stats. There's a lot of line movements this yeah. week, uh, both in the totals and and the line. So very important when you do bet and and knowing where you are in the marketplace to where you think it's going to go as well. But, yeah, um, yeah, would have been a big betting week for the bookies. A lot of action going on. A lot of action for the bookies, yeah. So, okay, now the AFL stings. All right, we had uh, – what do we have? 50-50 this week. Yeah, a lot of action. I think this was uh, – Geez, I could have bet in a few more. I didn't want to overload the page too much. We might have had to go on to a second page if I'd backed <laughs> any more. But, uh, yeah, I actually had uh, bets in most games this week, which is very unusual for myself. Um, but, yeah, we started out. Unfortunately, Carlton didn't do the job. And uh, we got uh, scunned in the total real late. They scored three goals in the last two minutes to uh, to get that total over. So ordinary start to the week. Um, and then Melbourne scraped home with the actual goal after the siren. Um, ben Brown got that home. So um, that was close. The... Uh, Collingwood, uh, Collingwood Gold Coast game, uh, that line fluctuated a lot with the weather and yeah. it kind of cleared up. So I thought the over was the play there and they were tracking beautifully until the last quarter was a disaster actually for total punters. So that missed. Um, Richmond covered late and the Giants did their job pretty easily. Port Adelaide fought back unbelievably. They were down 40 points at one stage to Frio uh, away from home. So they did show a bit of spirit, even though they probably could have won the game late. Um, good job for the plus 20 and a half. Again, we uh, we touted that early last week and that closed at 13 or 14, that line. So, yeah, bit of an even week, bit of a grind out, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, plenty of action for the punters and the bookies alike. And now we're going to have a quick look at Thursday night's game. We don't have any graphics for you, but Geelong take on Melbourne at GMHBA Stadium, 7.20 p.m., the early market head-to-head, Geelong 2.10, Melbourne $1.75, and the line looks to be about four and a half, no totals at the moment. MG, ooh, this could be a close one. 
Yeah, absolute cracker here Thursday night. This will, I'd be surprised. The weather looks pretty good. Uh, be a full house down Geelong, I've no doubt. Um, second versus first on the ladder as well. So can't get any better than lineups. Geelong uh, in great form. We've won six straight. Uh, Melbourne now after having a bit of a mid-season slump, losing three in a row, have now won their last two. So you've got 11-win uh, season for Geelong, 12-win season for Melbourne at the moment. So, um, yeah, this this should be a cracker. I know it'll be built on defence, so maybe not as high scoring as what uh, the fans would like. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, both teams like to develop off the back half. So this will be a very interesting strategy game as much as uh, the outcome of the result. Both are off five, five-day breaks. Um and Geelong will probably be – they'll be very motivated in this game. Uh, Melbourne beat them in the prelim in Perth last year by 83 points, so really did embarrass them last year. So I think they might be fueled by that result. Um, from a betting point of view, I'm actually surprised that Melbourne are starting favourites at Geelong. Um, short way to go broke is to back against Geelong at Geelong over a long period mm-hmm. of time. So I think uh, the early play here is Geelong plus four and a half. Um and I don't think there's too many injuries coming out. Melbourne obviously going to be missing Gorn still. Geelong will be missing Stewart. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the value lies with Geelong at home here. So I'd be looking to play Geelong at the plus, uh, or if you like them in the head-to-head, definitely maybe the one to thirty-nine might be the slot there for uh, going into Thursday night. Okay, thanks for that tip. Maybe Geelong at one to one to thirty-nine there. Now we just have a quick look at the premiership market. Melbourne two seventy, Geelong five fifty, Brisbane seven fifty, Frio ten. Richmond 10, Carlton 13, Sydney 18, Collingwood 19, and St Kilda at 34. Yeah, um, Melbourne have probably held. Uh, Geelong have come in a bit. Um, and Fremantle with their win, obviously locking in. And then Richmond with a good draw going home. Um, they're, you know, Boogies are very wary of, of Richmond, I would say. And the punters are wanting to back them again if, if they do like them. So they're probably the value pick of. Of, of away from the favourite at the moment. I just think their draw, Richmond are still an outside chance to finish top four. Um, and then if they do come finals, um, they're, they're a team capable of going with Melbourne, especially, you know, if they got to as far to the grand final, a Richmond-Melbourne grand final at the MCG would be oh. something to see. So, wow. um, yeah, I, Melbourne are back into probably their right price. Um, Geelong and Brisbane prompt aren't going anywhere, and I think Richmond are the value at the $10. Okay, Richmond the value at the 10 Thanks, MG. Now, if we have a quick look at Brownlow, Clayton Oliver, 305, Lockie Neal, 375, Brayshaw at 6, Patrick Cripps at 725, and Sam Walsh at 750. They round out the single figures. Yeah, Clayton Oliver and Neal both had good games again. Uh, I've got to go through the replays yet, but uh, they look like they're definitely piling Oliver with Petrarca in his game. They were both awesome. Uh, Neal piled high against Brisbane. Uh, Brayshaw was awesome again for Frio, um, and then Cripps and Walsh are going for Carlton, so... This, um, very few that can win this Brownlow right now. I know we're six, seven rounds out. Um, but, uh, yeah, the big guns at the top are going enormous and this is going to be a high vote count and uh, it thins out real quick. So just happy the way that the, uh, that especially Oliver's tracking at the <laughs> moment, good to see him uh, a solid favourite at this stage. Oh, we look forward to Brownlow night. Now, the Coleman medal, Jeremy Cameron, 225, Charlie Kerno 325, Tom Hawkins, 550, Tom Lynch, 925, Aaron Norton, 950, and Max King at $10. Yeah, Geelong had a bit of a fill-up, obviously, with their 100-point win. Both Cameron, he got four. Hawkins got six, so 10 between them mm-hmm. on the weekend. Um, and Charlie Kerno, uh, I think he was disappointing. I think he might have had one goal, three on the weekend. So, yeah, in terms of the betting, I think, uh, you know, for the leaderboard, I think there's plenty of value outside of um, the short favourites here. I know Cameron's going enormous. Um, Kerno at 325. I think Hawkins at 550 represents some kind of value, but... 
yeah, there's um, what have we got? Six players inside uh, eight goals. So, yeah, this is a it's been a great race all year, and I think it'll continue, and uh, this will go down to the wire. I think. Okay, we like it when that happens. Yeah. yeah, thanks, MG. Now, punters, if you are serious about your AFL punting, you do need the stings, and you can get that in the Little Birdie Live TV shop from twenty two dollars a week. AFL stings. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll skim the NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Okay, because uh, Top Rope is sadly sick today. We are just going to quickly go through the NRL results. Manly beat the Storm 36 to 30. Newcastle beat the Gold Coast 38 to 12. Penrith did beat the Roosters 26 to 18. Cronulla beat the Bulldogs 18 to 6. North Queensland beat the Broncos 40 to 26. South beat Para 30 to 12. The uh, New Zealand Warriors beat the West Tigers 22 to 2. And St George beat Canberra twelve to ten. Yeah, a few upsets. Uh, obviously at the top there, Storm. Um, they did charge yep. home, but geez, they were down. Um, I think it was thirty six to six at one stage. So yep. um, Storm, I think, put on four tries in the last ten minutes, and maybe three in the last three minutes. Yep. It's crazy. So yeah, they were actually never in it on the scoreboard um, from early part, and uh, they made it close at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penrith won won a big clash against your Chooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the job done by eight, but didn't cover the line mm-hmm. and. The other, well, probably the upset, well, on the betting-wise, was South had a very yeah. good win over Parramatta, yeah. so they just look like they're back. Obviously, Latrell was back and made a big difference to South. Yep, yep, Latrell's back. Uh, he's in form. He's not going to play Origin, though, as he's going to set Game 3 out. And um, interestingly enough, I did look at the press conference after the um, Melbourne game, and Craig Bellamy absolutely slammed the players. He just said that so many players pay rep footy and they back it up every week and the team just wasn't there on the night. And um Maybe that that's just they just weren't there. So uh, yeah, upsetting result for the for the storm, and obviously Bellamy wasn't impressed either. So the bookie wrap here we go: five of eight faves, four of eight covers, five of eight over totals, and seven and eight seven of eight home teams. And for the season, we're sitting at sixty nine percent of faves, fifty two percent of covers, fifty four percent over totals, and sixty two percent for the home teams. Yeah, we had um, yeah probably even week again with the stats wise, and a lot of uh, totals were affected with mm. the rain that we've had in in Sydney. There yep. was. A, a lot of games, especially on the Sunday, were affected unbelievably. So, yeah, um, yeah there were some uh, good betting fluctuations in the league as well. Yeah, 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 they had to call the races off too. So that's how much rain they had. And um, if we just have a quick look at the uh, NRL, so um, not not top rope's best week, and maybe that's why he's, he it's doesn't want to front today. <laughs> yeah, one out one out of five. Obviously, the storm storm getting beat didn't start him off uh, no. at the start of the week. He, he did get the over total over, so that was that was a good cheer. Um, Penrith just didn't cover the line mm-hmm. there. Uh, they won the game but uh, missed the line. And you can see there probably the stiff result there was the South Paratotal um, yep. going over 42, missed by half a oh. point there. So, um, yeah, not not his best week. But um, we'll see how he hits back uh, this week. I'm sure he'll be back with a vengeance. All right, now Thursday night's game, Cronulla do take on the Storm at Points Bet Stadium. Cronulla early market, 2.15. The Storm is $1.72. The line is 2.5 and, and no over totals at the moment. Yeah, a good game, a very good game. Actually, two top four sides. So Cronulla are fourth on the ladder and the Storm are second. Uh, obviously, going um, up there to uh, play in Sydney, uh, the Storm, they'll be looking to hit back. They don't often, I don't know what the stats are because I'm not an NRL man, but I don't think there'll be too many times under Bellamy that the Storm lose two games in a row, Nick. So um, surprise, surprise, top rope has sent through to me. The early <laughs> lean for the week is Storm minus two and a half at this stage. So. Uh, it's not a surprising tip, but I think there's a few more chips we'll be going in this week to uh, make up for your uh, Storm's uh, out-of-pocket expense last week. Yep, yep. 
I have no doubt. All right, now we're just going to take a quick look at the uh, NRL Premiership market. Penrith at 220, they're just cementing themselves as the phase. Storm at 360, North Queensland 10, Para at 12, Cronulla 14, Brisbane Broncos 21, South 26, Roosters 26, and Manly at 41. Okay, it's top rope set all year, Nick. Um, yeah, racing two here, so not much has changed from uh, last week to this week. Um, Penrith, obviously, 220. Top rope keeps saying it's a little on the short side, and uh, the value still lies with the Storm head-to-head at the 360. Um, I would be interested. I think, obviously, with South getting their team back, I'd say they'd be, you know, just my guess, I'd say they'd be the value pick at about $26. If I was having a punt out wide. Wow, an out wide punt. $26. I don't mind it. I mean, we like a roughie. Top rope might, you know, might pick me up on that uh, later in the week. But yeah, I just think, I don't know, with their side come back, Latrell and all that, I was uh, pretty impressed with the way they went about it on the weekend. So maybe a bit of Ric Flair on South. Ric Flair on South. We love it. Okay, now, punters, for the NRL punting, you do need the GGO way. And you can get that from $22 a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop. GGO way, $22 a week. All right. Okay, Nikki, we're, uh, geez, this is becoming a one-horse race. I know you don't like to hear this, Nikki. You're very disappointed. You're up and about every time you pick a winner. You're not happy that you're falling off the pace, but uh, it's charity time for our uh, punters who follow us in here. Our week 17 results. Uh, lucky I'm here to hold up the fort. Uh, the Giants, <laughs> Giants getting the job done by 11 and a half points. Uh, not, I wasn't going to say it was never in doubt, but they got the job done. Unfortunately, your eels, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come back to AFL. You can't be betting NRL, oh, Nikki, no, seriously. No, no. And obviously we've spoken about the storm let top rope down. So he's uh he's uh moving on and he's bringing up the rear. So for Nikki, I'll throw to you for the week eighteen predictions here for your charity Sids and Kids. Uh are you going coming back to AFL this week? What do you got for us? I am I'm coming back to AFL and um this might shock people, but I'm gonna take West Coast at plus fourteen and a half at home. They're gonna get Kennedy back and uh, let's do it. Okay. I don't mind the play, actually. I think their value. Carlton uh, off a poor win last week and travelling to Perth. Uh, Top Rope sent in his tip for Wayside Chapel. He is going to go Souths minus six and a half. So maybe me tipping Souths for the premiership there. He's backed it up with his charity tip, although the way he's tipped these charities this week might also stop that. Uh, And myself, for Love Me, Love You, I'm going in the AFL. I'm going to go Thursday night game again. I know it's a tough one against Melbourne, but Geelong at home plus four and a half. Uh, I like that price. All right. Plus four and a half there for MG. Thank you. That is a wrap for this week on First Look. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Download our podcast everywhere you get your podcasts from. Follow us on socials, Little Birdie TV, Twitter and Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. Obe will be here with the boys, hopefully top ropes. Goodbye Friday. Have a great week. We'll see you on Monday.